Joined now with the head coach of the Niverville Nighthawks, Kelvin Check. Kelvin, year two, how big of a difference is it going from what you had to experience last year and now heading into this year? It's a huge difference off the ice, mainly. I have an office and I have walls that I can write on, like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. Um, our logistics are, you know, a lot more organized. Um, you know, where we where we put our stuff, it's just it's just everything off the ice is a lot more calm. So that's the biggest difference. And then, you know, with the team and building the team and camp, uh, you know, with the staff, that's all pretty similar and it's it's familiar and it's something that we've all done many times. So, um, and I guess the, I mean, to answer your question a little bit more succinctly, the biggest change is that we're just a team in the league now. And, um, you know, teams aren't going to take us lightly because we had a, you know, we, we've done it a year and we, you know, looks like we kind of know what we're doing, but uh, jury's still out on that one. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the team makeup. You have a number of guys that are back this year, including your captain, just, you know, having a year under their belts. What does it mean to to them and, and to you as a coach to be able to lean on guys now that have a year of Nighthawks experience? I think you nail it when you say lean on guys because it's, I mean, I find it a lot more productive or efficient to lean on people when they have experience. You know, Carter Spirit played 50-some games or whatever it was, and Eric Martin played how many games, and, you know, all these guys were were first-year players last year on our team and just in junior A hockey. So now to see those guys come back with a year under their belts and just feel confident and a lot more comfortable um, because last year all of these guys had moved away from home and some of them were a couple provinces away from home and um, you know a country away so to see these guys come back and be you know mostly the 19 year olds be young veterans um, you know Ty Cannett's another player barely knew anything about junior hockey in Canada and you know now he's played a bunch of games and he's come in and he looks you know he looks just he looks like a veteran so it's an enormous difference you know, we treat everybody as individuals and everybody can get better. Um, there's just more of a trust there. There's a relationship where you can bring someone up to watch video and say, hey, we can get better at this or this or whatever. And, you know, they trust that you're not going to yell at them, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, big difference in that regard. You also got a number of new faces that you're teaching the Nighthawks way. Just talk about what that's been like to, you know, I- implement your, what you have built last year into a new group of guys this year. Honestly, a lot of that is done by the returning players and uh, by the leadership group, um, starting with Brett Tatarin. You know, it's it's something that we we believed in last year. We believed in Brett being a 19-year-old captain, and, and he earned the C at 19. Um, but to be 20, you know, just to see the way the guys look up to him already, he's not the most outspoken guy. He's quiet, but, man, is he intense. And But at the same time, I've seen a lot. Uh, he, he's brighter this year, and he's having fun, and... Um, you know, he, he works so hard. So to answer your question about teaching the guys the Nighthawk way, I guess, I mean, that's, that's done in the room and that's kind of done behind the scenes. And, you know, when they spend time with each other away from the rink and the team builders and the volunteering whatnot, and then, you know, on the ice, our identity is our habits and how hard we work. So that's pretty apparent, you know, with the first couple of practices, how, how things are going to go, you know, on the ice, but, uh, for me, the most important part is the the team building and the camaraderie and the culture. Last year, uh, the way that you built the club, I think people expected you to be competitive. Then you make the playoffs, you get a win under your belt. So a lot of firsts were checked off the Nighthawk franchise list. 
what are your expectations for this year? Like you said, you know, teams are, are aware of you now. They know what you're going to bring. But where are your expectations for this club heading into the season? So I was thinking about this at 3 in the morning last night um, because the, the E word comes up a lot. And I think that there's two, I have two schools of thought on it. One is a general manager and one is the head coach. And I might be completely out to lunch and this might be total nonsense, but I'm going to go with it, whatever, let's see what happens. So as the general manager, I was very impressed with our first season. We made the playoffs. We're one Carson Reed breakaway in double overtime against Portage in game one from taking the lead in that series. Uh, we were up in every single game, um, and it, it was a battle. I don't think we lost in five games, and they earned it, rightfully so. Um, I think we could have gone further. So as a as the general manager, you know, I, I just think that there's unfinished business. And by the end of the season, in my head, we're, we're you know we weren't a first year team. You know, we were a team competing with um, the hosts of the national champions or championship. Sorry, so. This year, my expectation is that we'll be stronger. You know, we'll be, I'm not going to say the C word out loud or, you know, we expect to be a playoff team. I think that's safe to say, you know, anything less than that would be a disappointment. Um, there's 12 other GMs in the league that are saying the same thing. But um, yeah, that, that's that's the bar that we, we set and I, I think we need to clear it and I think we need to not put pressure on the, you know, returning top teams in the league, but, you know, they can try to put pressure on us for a change, that sort of thing. So, um, but then as the coach, I'm just worried about Selkirk on Friday night in our home opener and uh, Weiwei Sakapo the next night. So as the coach, I can't look too far ahead. And I don't know, I might <laughs> I might drive myself crazy thinking I can separate my brain like that, but... Uh, I'm going to try, but talk to me again in February, and we'll see how that's going. All right, let's uh, talk about the roster you've got heading into the 2023-2024 season. Uh, we're going to break it down player by player. I'm just going to give you the name, and you can give us a little bit of your thoughts on that player as uh, as we get ready for this year. We'll start with the forwards and your captain, Brett Tatarn. Yeah, like I said, Brett has Brett had an incredible summer. Um, he, you know, he's come in just just comfortable in a leadership position. But at the same time, he plays like every shift is going to be his last. And, you know, we j- I just came from practice and watching him in compete drills. You know, he, he sets the tone for everybody. So, yeah, he uh, he's poised to have a big start here. And um, But right now, it's uh, yeah, all he's focused on, too, is just is the team and, and our home opener. Forward, Matthew Healy. Yeah, Matty Healy is a, a tough prairie kid. Um, we got from the uh, Prairie Hockey Academy in Saskatchewan, and uh, he's, I mean, I don't know a ton about him just yet because he's a new player at this level, but Mike and I watched a lot of video on him, and we, we talked to him, and we were we were thrilled to get him. I mean, I think there's 130 teams in this country that would love to have him, and uh, he's just, he skates hard. He's just a wonderful human, and yeah, love him. Uh, he's he's quickly going to be an MJHL highlight reel regular forward. Nathan Brown, yeah, Brownie is uh, he, he's one of those rare players that committed to a Division One scholarship out of U eighteen hockey, um, which happened after a preseason game with us last year. So it was a, it was a bit of a discussion. We wanted to, I mean, he he probably could have played last year as a sixteen year old, um, 
And I remember watching watching him in warm-ups with Dave from St. Cloud, and you know it was just the right thing for him to go back and be the guy. And now he's come in this season, and he, he feels like a returning player for me because we had him around so much last year. Um, you know, he's the type of player that the MJHL gets excited about. There should be NHL scouts in the stands to watch this guy, and um, you know we expect him. We hope to have him for a couple years, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's moving on to a higher level sooner rather than later. Forward Michael DeBrito, another new name for Nighthawks fans. Yeah, yeah, Mike DeBrito, um, just supremely skilled. The The way this kid shoots the puck, like he's got a professional level shot already. Um, new this year, um, American, he spent some time in the North American Hockey League last year, dealt with an injury in the middle of the season. Um, was one one At one point in time, he was listed by Steinbeck actually, so... You know, we're, we're just happy he's back in the league and happy he's on our side. Ty Kennett, uh, he's a, a player that fans will remember from last year, and, and you're expecting to take a step this year as well. Yeah, definitely. He was a guy that it took a bit of time to figure him out, and it took time for him to figure out you know, where he fit best. But by the end of the season last year, he's on the second line in the playoffs, and he's the only guy on both special teams. So you know, we expect big things out of him. Um, you know, He's going to contribute. He's got elite offensive skill. like He's sneaky. Again, I just saw him in practice, and some of the things he can do with the puck is just stuff that, uh, well, I didn't teach him how to do that. So, um, yeah, so far so good. He, he's looked great coming back as a 19-year-old. Uh, he's talented, and I think he's going to be the kind of the personality of the club this year. He's a very interesting young man, Carter Spearig. Yeah, Carter is, you know, he's, there's just, there's so much to him. There's so much depth to him. Um, he's He's a natural leader. He's the only guy, well, one of the only guys in, in, not in rookie camp, but right when main camp started, he's bringing his team to the track to warm up. Um, and, I, and I guarantee he's not asking them. He's telling them, let's go, this is the way we do things. So when you talk about, yeah, Nighthawk hockey, which uh, it's weird saying only, you know, 12 months into this, but he epitomizes that. And, you know, he's got offensive skill, defensive skill. We can trust him in any situation. And you know, expecting a big season from from Carter. Just a quick note about how you talk about him being a true Nighthawk. Last year, we had players into uh, just to get to know the Nighthawks, and he saw that I had a Pistons logo on my jacket, and he said, "Yeah, we're gonna get you something else." That he already was bleeding Nighthawks colors before even playing a game last year. Well, absolutely, and this is a guy. He, I mean, we weren't an expansion team traditionally, but we had to get players from all over the place, and I think people slept on him, and he's. Uh, yeah, he's 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 phenomenal. A few more forwards to get through. Some new names. Caleb LaPetri. Yeah, Petey's another guy that we got from Prairie Hockey Academy. Um, we've gotten a few captains out of there. I can't remember off the top of my head if he was the captain or if Maddie Healy was the captain. But then Ethan Kelly was the captain the year before. But anyway, um, same type of player as Maddie Healy, but he truly he can play any position. He's great on his backhand. Um, you know. Don't know him super well yet either because he hasn't played a regular season game at the junior A level. But uh, he's the only guy in main camp, and the guys didn't know this, but when we were doing check-in, the person checking the players in was writing down gold stars for really polite kids. And uh, he was, I mean, there was a bunch of them, but uh, he had gold stars. So he's just, he's he's a special kid too. Like he epitomizes character and compete and just, just an awesome guy. Forward Kyle Bocek, another new name for Nighthawks fans. Yeah, Boch is someone that we've been watching um, for a couple years. 
Um, got him from the Western Hockey League. He played with the Vancouver Giants for the past couple seasons um, from Musiman, so it's not super far away. But um, you know, had a had a strong playoff run with the Giants, and we really believe that you know if, if we can add one or two players like that each season, you know, a twenty year old who's seasoned at a major junior hockey. I mean, it's it's tough for them, right? Like Kyle's going to play, you know, a big role for us on the power play, and he hasn't played on the power play the last couple of years, but he's got the skill to be able to do it. So, um, yeah, just a great kid so far, and he's just he's a good example. I mean, it's it's tough anytime you get squeezed out when you're 20 years old. You're where am I going? You're scrambling. He's never heard of Niverville before, um, but he's just having a good time and he's playing a big role and you know meeting new friends and stuff like that in a you know. We're a long we're a long ways from the Langley Event Center, you know, here in Manitoba. But so far, so good with him. He's got a smile on his face, and that's the most important part. A last name that Nighthawks fans will remember, but a different first name, but a familial connection. Mighton Johnson is a forward, not quite uh, unlike his brother, who was a defenseman for you last year. Well, the nice thing is we don't have to change the name bar on the <laughs> number sixty-seven jersey. So, um, couldn't be more opposite from Desi. You know, he's a he's a tough, hardworking gritty sandpaper forward um desi was hard working as well but he was a skilled defenseman so Mighton has come in and give us given us an element you know or an ingredient that we felt we needed we wanted to get tougher we wanted to get um stronger on the walls and he's a 19 year old and he's been he's been through it for a year or so maddie healy and caleb lapetri are the same you know types of players but they're a year younger and they haven't done it yet so Mighton's done it you know he's taken a punch in the chin once or twice and he's dished him out um, but he's really skilled too. He can put the puck in the net. Um, and you know, he's, uh, yeah, like I said, just Desi could put the puck in the net as well, but very, you know, in very different ways. Uh, I think a player that is going to take maybe the biggest step based off what he was ex- able to experience last year is Merrick Bowles. He got a cup of coffee last year. He was kind of around the club. You expect it more out of him this year. Take us through your thoughts on Merrick. The guys call Bolsey uh, Scheif for a reason. He wears number fifty-five, and he he, you know, he he plays a lot like Mark Scheifele, just a strong presence just in the middle of the ice. Which he's not the biggest guy, and I've made the mistake of, you know, and that. But that's not a like that's not a, a crutch for him, right? It doesn't matter how big he is; he's probably the smartest guy out there. Um, he's the best guy using his stick, and he can play anywhere in in any situation at this point. And yeah, he was 17 last year and, you know, had a bit more of a limited role, which is, I'm sorry, you're that good at hockey. You can crack a junior A team at 17, but um, he's like, he could be a coach. Like, I honestly believe that. So wherever he plays, he can play in the middle of the ice. He can play on the right wing, um, different roles. And he's just, he's happy he's done school and he can just focus on hockey. And, uh, you know, just the sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, on paper, I believe, and I think in person, he's probably your biggest forward uh, returning player, Ben Whitford. Yeah, Ben, a bit witty. You know, we've got high expectations for him as well, but he, uh, you know, he, he occupies a little bit of the same space as Bolsey, but again, they couldn't be different. You know, one's a foot taller. Um, you know, he's just, he's a skilled forward, but he's, again, just supremely intelligent knows where to go. You can tell him to do one little thing and then, oh, okay, and then he does it immediately the next shift. So um, he's someone I really trust and I really rely on, you know, in different situations. And he's brought a lot of offensive skill with him, uh, back with him over the summer. So, you know, expecting a big step from him too. 
a really good acquisition in the summer was Michael Tanchak out of the Winnipeg Blues system. Uh, take us through your thoughts on him and how he might replace some of the offense that you lost with the graduating players from last year. The biggest thing with Chucky is just to know where to put him because he he truly could play anywhere. He could be the first line left winger, you know. He could be a shutdown centerman. Um, he he just he makes players around him better. Like we, you know, we saw it right away. It doesn't matter who he's playing with. Um, he looks honestly. He plays a lot like Leon Drysaddle. He's as good on his backhand as, as he is on his forehand. You know, we expect him to contribute on on both special teams. Um, but he uh, and just. Just the nicest kid and, and good leadership qualities already. So, you know, yeah, l- like you said, I mean, that was early on. Um, and he had an excellent summer. And I saw him riding bikes with his little billet uh, brothers and sisters yesterday just on the streets of Niverville. So he's embraced it. And, um, you know, nice for him to have a, a change of scenery and, and live the junior hockey lifestyle in a billet house and stuff like that. So he's just been fantastic. We wrap up the forwards with Bryce Warkington, another returning player for you. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think anybody... I think he's probably had the biggest... Not a surprise at camp, um, but most nights so far he's been our best player. And um, he's changed his game, you know, and he's had to change his game because he's dealt with some disciplinary uh, issues and we're we're really going to miss him at the start of the season here because of how well he's been playing. You know, he only... He took one penalty. He was allowed to play preseason games, which is nice. And he only took one penalty, and it was, it was a soft call. It was just like kind of a hit the guy's legs with his stick, and you know the guy went down or whatever. But he, you know, he's got a lot of offensive pop. He hit the post in style. I think it was post crossbar. You know, would have made the game a different story. So he, he, another guy who worked hard in the summer. He's a farmer, so he's throwing hay bales over a, a fence probably, and um, pushing cows over. I don't know. I'm from. I'm from northern Alberta. I don't know what farmers do, but and he skated a lot with our our new skill development coach uh, Jerry Oster. So um, he's just he's been he's been phenomenal so far, and it's a huge loss for us. But it's going to be a big, you know, it'll feel like a trade day deadline pickup when when he comes back to the lineup. Let's move to the blue line. Uh, a player that's got some experience in uh, junior A levels uh, coming over from a trade as well. Uh, defenseman Casey Coyle. Yeah, Casey. Casey's a local player, um, and like we've talked about many times, we yes, we want local players, but when kids come from Edmonton and whatnot as well, we consider them local because they choose to come to Niverville. Anyways, Casey's from Oak Bank, um, big, strong defenseman with uh, you know with a lot of offense to his game, but he's just you know wanted to be closer to home, you know wanted to move back, you know close to his family and friends, and you know he's just. He's he's an interesting guy and he's in the office all the time just to hang out and just like he's a he's a total hockey nerd and uh yeah he was we we worked on that for a long time over the summer and it's someone that we you know we look back in his past and some of our you know people close to our program like Dwight Hurst has coached him in in Eastman and, and you know a lot of people know him so um just a big piece of the puzzle that we were able to add on and off the ice and again, for a blue line that uh, generated offense last year, he's going to be a key piece in generating offense this year. He's got three assists in three preseason games. Yeah, absolutely, and he can he can do it in different ways. He's got a, a cannon of a shot, but he he's good at getting his shot through. And you know what we're seeing so far, he's good at transporting the puck up the ice as well. And that's you know for us, offense starts in the D zone. Another defenseman, Luke McCready. Yeah, Luke McCready. We got him from the Edge Academy in Alberta. Um, he was either a captain or an assistant captain, but. Um, 
I mean this in the this is a compliment. I mean this in the nicest possible way. He's the biggest hockey nerd I've seen so far. You know, he's he's in the office. He wants to see video um, of himself and just other like he watches a video of the team. He does his homework. Um, he's just he's a bit of a goof, but he's just he's laid back and he's just having so much fun with it. And you know, he's uh, he's someone that's already garnering Division One attention as well. Um, he had a lot of choices in the summer and we're just, you know, really happy. I mean, he's, he can do everything. He looks a little bit like Carson Reed did last year and I don't want to, you know, those are big shoes to fill and he's his own player, but you know, he, he can do it all. He can defend. He's got offense to him and um, yeah, he's, he's going to be someone that's going to, he's got a story to tell for sure. I think the ultimate compliment is when you are a player that is being compared to, and I think for years to come, you're going to talk about an Avery Laliberti-type defenseman. Uh, He is uh, a young player, but much like Nathan Brown as a forward, he is a stud that's going to pop a lot of eyes. Yeah, and the the nicest surprise so far about Big Bert is that he he has a true 200-foot game. Like, he... He's not going to be in the lineup just for his offense. Like he, when he was in U seventeen, our assistant coach Tyler Anderson coached him in U seventeen. So yeah, he was just he got a lot of points. He was pure offense, and then he had a really good season with uh, Rink Academy last year, and you know worked on his defending and, and his overall game. Um, and he's he doesn't look like a first year player. He looks like he, I mean, he belongs. And he's still seventeen. So if it wasn't a fit, and we thought it was better to send him back, but. You know he he made it really clear early there was no no chance that was happening. So, you know he's going to kill penalties. He's going to have power play time, and yeah, he's going to get a lot of attention as as well from uh, you know Division One schools. Another player that quietly went about his business last year, learned a lot, and you could tell is ready to to take another step. Is defenseman Ethan Kelly. Yeah, Kells is uh, he's come in and he's got you know his just his demeanor and his approach. He's fun. You know he's a he's a fun farm boy as well. Um, but he's just, he's, he's meat and potatoes. And it's funny because he's got the word meat in his email address. So that's actually his nickname as we call him meat or maybe only I do. But anyway, um, yeah, just good skilled defenseman, but he, but he understands the defensive side of the puck and, you know, he's just, he's just a warrior and, and, and he's a big part of the culture here. Eric Martin, another returning defenseman that I know fans really got to uh, know and appreciate last year back for another twirl in a Nighthawks jersey. Yeah, and I mean the last time he was on the ice, he was scoring a goal in game four, game five, or whatever it is. So, like, there's there's things that that uh, I was about to call him by his nickname too, but I, that might be private. So, <laughs> there's things that he can do with the puck that nobody else can, and he's got you know he's got composure that you that you can't teach. And I saw this when I coached against him for a year when I was back in the CSSHL, and he was just a rover, you know, and he he he, he roamed all over the ice and. The puck usually finds guys like that, so he's got elite offensive skill and um, you know look, looks really good running the power play so far. You're starting the year with just one 20-year-old on the back end, and that is Luke Schaefer. Take us through Schaefer and uh, his role on your club. Another nickname guy, another fun farm kid from Saskatchewan, and um, you know he's just he, he's he's a huge piece of the of the culture here as well. And he uh, you know he he battles and he competes and. His uh, his fitness testing was you know is is off the charts. So, you know he's someone we really rely on in our zone to keep things simple and and keep players to the outside and 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 you know really to defend. So, um, yeah, no another uh, yeah just another just another great personality. 
to the goaltending uh, coming off of last year where you had uh, a couple of studs in the back end. You also have uh, a new goaltender that might be leading the way for the first part of the year at least, and that's Keegan Gordon, a really, really highly thought-after goaltender. Uh, he's He's got something special about him. You know what he really does. He's 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 seen a lot of rubber off the over the last couple of years. You know, behind a, a young Winnipeg Freeze team, and uh, you know he gave them a chance to win on a lot of nights, including I believe one of their victories was against us. So, um, you know, it, it was it was a trade that we worked on for a long time. You know, with Jay, and uh, obviously he's he's a valuable player, and and it had to be something. You know, we we paid a really steep price for him with two prospects going back the other way. Um, but it uh, it ended up being the right fit. So, you know, to get someone like that who's been in the league a couple years is just, uh, I mean, for, for Mike and myself, it was priority number one, right? Is we need to find a way, because, you know, lot, losing losing Chris Vines and Dane Couture, you know, we needed to start in the net and, and build from there. And, uh, you know, he gives us a good start there. And, uh, yeah, so far so good. His habits are phenomenal. He's still a goalie, so he's you know, a bit peculiar sometimes. We were running a 5-on-0 power play at the start of practice and by no means was he supposed to be in the net but he hopped in there anyway and he's you know taking one timers up high around the clavicle you don't have to be here just you just get out he's like, no i'm good that's why i'm a goalie so just uh yeah thrilled with him so far another player you got to be thrilled with is uh your 1a because you can go one and 1a with the with the two goaltenders you got raiden legal 06 goaltender but he's got again stud written all over him and you know and now i i just i remembered i should have said like Avery Laliberti was our first ever draft pick um, for a reason, and he and he earned that. And then it was Nathan Brown. We wanted our forward in the second round, and then we we really wanted a goalie. And Raiden is proving, and so is Brownie and Burt, that each one of them could have been picked with that first you know that first pick. Um, you know they're all going to contribute this year, but yeah, with Raiden, you know he was heavily sought after by the Everett Silver Tips and. Um, you know, made the decision to come back to us and and get into games right away and contribute. And I mean, he uh, he he he's elite. I mean, it's not every day you have a 16 year old goaltender be the MVP of the entire provincial U18 program. You know, so he earned that. And he's his uh, his his goalie coach Tim Morrison from back in our our Winkler days. You know, could vouch for his character. He's known him for years, and that's a big reason why we drafted him. And you know, right now he looks like just a good partnership with with Keegan, and they're both going to push for starts, and and that's going to be healthy for both of them. So, yeah, just uh, and another kid who's already getting Division One interest. So that's what you want. All right, let's talk hockey operations. Calvin Check back for a second year at the helm of the Nighthawks. Uh, just your thoughts now heading into year two. Well, I have a lot of thoughts, and it's there's a lot of conversations as you can see. Mike McCauley's he's phoned me three times now as, as we've been doing this. <laughs> Um, but, uh, there's just, there's so much ground to cover, you know, there's, uh, we want to improve our team and with the players that we have, and we, you know, we're always going to be looking to improve our club. We know with potential new players, because our job is to, you know, we're, we're here to win games and we're here to, you know, old Vulcan logic that the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. So we've, uh, you know, we have a city of people here that are, excited to watch hockey and excited to watch the team compete and they they want to see us win and they want to see us go deep in the playoffs so you know that starts with Mike and his scouting staff um you know I've got a uh, new assistant coach uh, Benji McFlickier who played in the league back in the day had a cup of coffee with uh, it was a bit of a suitcase but um you know just an awesome person and good personality fit with with me and then 
Tyler Anderson returns as an assistant coach, and Tyler Oswell returns as a goalie coach. Jared Oster is new to replace Caden Jarvis, who uh, took an assistant coach job with the Vancouver Giants, and then you know, and then my my training staff with Mitch David and Justin Giesbrecht and uh, Rob Pambrin, um, they're all back. And then uh, you know, huge piece of the puzzle is Crystal Stott and Shop Jim. You know, the we're you know we I don't think we go over the top with our our fitness and stuff, but there's days when we'll cancel practice so we can go to the gym, and you know that's a testament to. Crystal and David and the other coaches in there, Marvin, who, you know, who all contribute and help out with the guys. So, um, you know, hockey ops is vast and there's a lot of, I mean, at this level, everyone has other jobs, you know, except for, except for me. And we have a lot of volunteers and I don't know, I could go down the entire list of everybody and someone's going to be mad. I don't say their name, but it's, uh, those people don't care about the credit anyways. Right. Um, so it's just. For me, it's clicked this year that it's about the people, you know, who are involved on a daily basis, and that's the staff and that's the players. So anything I can do to, you know, to improve the team and improve the experience for everybody, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Last two, of course, um, any MJHL organization, it goes only as far as the volunteers behind the scenes that help make the uh, game day operations run that are filling in the the blanks and, and doing a lot of the stuff. So you can focus on putting the product on the ice as well. Just the group of volunteers that the Nighthawks have and the dedication and passion that they bring every night. Well, we had a bit of a ceremony at the end of the year last year, and we do a volunteer of the year, and it went to uh, Fran Giesbrecht, who... You know, with without without Fran Giesbrecht and Gina Giesbrecht um, and Ed Giesbrecht, you know, without these people, you know, they they've they do everything. They Fran and Ed came to Surus last year um, just to do this, just to do the score sheet, you know, for us in preseason. And um, you know, it's like you can't overstate how important that is. And I think we have, I think we have sixty or seventy volunteers who come in in different capacities and whatnot. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I mean, how fortunate, like, how lucky are we? You know, so we try to, you know, we want to make it a, a worthwhile experience for them because, you know, again, like I said, it's about the people. It's about the players and it's about the volunteers who are going to be here. You know, the volunteer program is going to be here long after I'm gone. Um, you know, unless I'm, you know, I don't know, I might be here for 10 <laughs> years, whatever. But um, Well, Blake Spiller is celebrating your 17 this year, so. Yeah, geez, that's. <laughs> That's impressive. I hope they got him a, at least like a <laughs> fake gold watch or something like that. <laughs> but uh, it is, I mean, it is about the volunteers. Um, you know, I, I can see all their faces in my in my mind right now and the, and the things that they do to help. The, the biggest thing for me, so we're, we're going to celebrate, we're going to celebrate our volunteers. We're going to celebrate our people at our home opener on Friday. And the, the best way I know how, so we have a, we have a team of special needs kids that we call the flight crew. So the flight, we're, we're fortunate we have a high school attached to our rink. So the guys don't have to go outside to go from, from class to, uh, to practice. So the flight crew comes in every single day uh, during the day, and they help us with laundry and with water bottles, and, and they wear swag, and they really feel like a big part of the team. Andrew, Andy, I forgot about Andy. Andy is now our assistant to the assistant equipment manager, and uh, Andy was around the team you know, he was part of the flight crew last year. He graduated from high school. Um, he actually sang the, uh, I think he sang the Canadian anthem, or he was doing the, the goal calls. So he's going to be around us every game now. So the flight crew is going to come on the ice, and they're dropping the puck on Friday night. And 
the reason I'm talking about it is because I don't want it to be a surprise because I want, like, people need to see this. And there's, you know, there's 10 of them, something like that. And then there's our whole team. And the players know how much they help and everything they do. Mitch David and Gail Chornoboy, who's my billet coordinator, they organized all this with Raylene, who's their, um, I don't know, her title, head teacher's assistant, or she's a teacher, or whatever. She's just Raylene. She's Ray to us. Um, but they, I, I, I need everybody in town and in the bleachers to see these kids and it just shows that this season is about the people and it's about them. And it's about the people of Niverville and you know, it's, it's not about me. It's about the players. It's about, yeah. So you can tell I'm worked up about it. I'm super excited about it and it's just going to be such an awesome night to kick off year two. We'll wrap up with, uh, you talked about them though, the people of Niverville, the support from the fans heading into year two, the support from the business community, the buzz again, it's different. Yeah. You're not a new franchise you're, you're a franchise in the MJHL. Uh, just take us through the community and the, the business and, and buzz and, and what you what it means to you. Well, and that's the that's the nice thing about it is we still have a buzz and we're not the new kid on the block. We're not the shiny new toy anymore. So you you sometimes kind of wonder, like, well, is the, blue, is the bloom off the rose? Do these people still want anything to do with us? And so far, so good. You know, we've got a new marketing manager in Kevin Paul's who is the hardest working grinder I've ever seen. And then Michael Salonius, who's helping him with sponsorship. Um, and, you know, they just, it's all of this stuff behind the scenes and getting these businesses on board because everybody's so busy. So Palsy and Michael go to them. Here's the package. And, oh yeah, of course we want to be involved. But if you don't have, if you don't have someone rolling up their sleeves and doing that work, they got other stuff to do. You know what I mean? So there's still that buzz. There's still all the volunteers, there's just a lot less stress because, you know, the right people have keys to the right rooms, really, and, you know, know the layout of the rink and, you know, know that I'm probably busy 10 minutes before warm-up starts before a game and stuff like that. So, you know, they've had to deal with me being maybe cold or distracted or pulled in different directions. But at this point, I mean, even I feel so much more relaxed because I just, I'm not worried about anything off the ice. I'm not worried about the music Palsy's got control of that. I'm not worried about the volunteers. Fran has control of that. I'm just not worried about anything because I don't have to. That's not my lane. So, um, yeah, it's the first time I've said that out loud, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, you know, you had good crowds at preseason. You have people oh, that yeah. want to come to games. You see tons of Nighthawks logos around, no, even outside of Niverville. Uh, just the the fan support for year two, and just what it means to play in front of the people in Niverville again. Well, the first time the kids booed the referees, it was a little bit subdued, and then everyone got on board with it, and now it's just a thing, which I think is hilarious. And I'm sorry <laughs> if you're a referee and you can't take a little some booing, you're in the wrong line of work. So, you know, they sing Sweet Caroline when the glass breaks or a stanchion breaks or, you know, whatever. So the kids treat the guys like they're NHL players, and there's autographs and, you know, the amount of volunteering that we do behind the scenes with, you know, from we'll be with someone who's 90 years old and then the same day we'll be reading books to someone who's seven years old. So like I said, it's about the people and yeah, the fan support is just, you know, it's awesome. Score a goal in that rank and it's a hard place to play. And that's what we wanted it to be. We wanted teams to come in and then, you know, I talked to all the coaches in the league and they're like, yeah, it's not, not fun to play here. So, you know, I know what that feels like going into a hostile barn. Like, so that's, that's because of our fans and that's because of our people and, these kids are going to grow up Nighthawks fans and all of a sudden 10 years is going to go by and they're going to say, yeah, I, I started coming to these games as a kid and now I'm an adult and now I'm bringing my kids, you know, so that's not lost on me and just privileged to be part of it. 
It starts for real against the Selkirk Steelers on Friday at the CRRC. Do you still get excited? Well, obviously you're excited. Do you still get nervous? <laughs> Do you still have butterflies standing on the bench as you get ready for that first puck drop of a new year? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll find out on Friday. Like, I just... I hope I'm thinking about hockey and, and not thinking about other things. You just, we want everything to go well. But I mean, I always take a moment for myself when the anthem comes on and just, I have a tattoo in my arm that says the journey continues, which is a quote from my old man. And, you know, always just take that moment and remember that as busy and hectic as it is, like, this is why you're here is to coach these guys in games and, you know, be part of their, just be a small piece of the puzzle in their development in their career. So, um, yeah, it's it's always a thrill. I mean, I remember the last eight or whatever my here and then my West Van year and then my Winkler years and then my UBC years and then my Northwest Giants years. I always remember the you know how it feels in the anthem. So that always gets me tuned back in. And yeah, I'm couldn't be more thrilled. I Thanks think. for doing this, Coach. Really appreciate the time and look forward to uh, chatting with you again throughout the year. You bet. Thanks, Dave.